Welcome to We Could All Use Some Therapy, the podcast hosted by two friends who also happen to be therapists. With over 30 years of combined experience, we'll discuss why people go to therapy, why they don't, and the systems they navigate. While our podcast is about therapy, it is in fact not your therapy. No information in this podcast should be considered a substitute for treatment. Please seek out a professional mental health provider for your own support. How's it going, Isabel? Hi, Jill. Uh, things are going good. How's it going over there? Pretty good. Uh, my name is Jill. Everyone, I am a therapist in California. And I am Isabel. I am a social worker therapist in New York City. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about what people's ideas of therapy are and how they are formed through the media. Uh, I think a lot about conversations I've had over the years with people who aren't in the mental health field and like the words that they use and the questions that they ask me. And I'm always like, where did you get that from? <laughs> well, you got it from TV. That's why. You, you got it from a reality show. <laughs> you got it from The Bachelor. <laughs> Do they have a therapist on The Bachelor? They should. I don't, I don't watch it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody who loves it. I definitely notice whenever there's some sort of, when there's a show, especially a reality show, I have so many opinions about <laughs> therapists on reality shows. Um, most of the time I get really mad, but it's definitely something that I notice when I'm watching some sort of movie or TV, um, TV show. And it's not always supposed to be real, right? Like sometimes it's supposed to be tongue in cheek. It's supposed to be satire. And that's, that's fine. I don't watch TV to get a real look at life necessarily. But sometimes I wonder if people like, is this what people actually do think about therapy and therapists, especially there's definitely, you know, kind of a stereotype about that. So yeah, yeah I thought that would be interesting. And the to, answer to is yes. About. The answer, the answer is, is yes. yes. That is what people really think. So we can banter about it, hopefully not make too much fun of people because we do want to keep people listening to our podcast. No, we're totally going to make fun of people. Make fun of ourselves, maybe just even things <laughs> out and maybe uh, correct some misconceptions. I don't ever watch reality TV. So I'm kind of nervous to dig into it because I don't want to have those opinions. I'm too tired to feel that kind of energy. Um, but if you want to hold my hand, I will follow you down that path. Well, I only watch documentaries <laughs> on very smart things such as history, current trend. No, I math and science, math, science, astronomy and nature. I only watch high end documentaries, highbrow things. Um, no, I do watch the occasional reality show. Um, I actually don't watch them that often. And I, 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 but I did start watching one married at first sight or sorry, married at, is that, is that what it's called? See, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> married at first sight. It's a show about, so the, the premise of the show is these couples and they've had like 10 seasons, these couples meet at the altar. So they decide like, I am going to marry this person without knowing them. And they are going to meet for the first time at their wedding like they don't even know each other's names like they introduce themselves like hi i'm jill hi Isabel. nice to meet you and then they get married and then, <laughs> and then they see if they can make it 
and they are guided by therapists. And in fact, they were matched by therapists. Hmm. So, so they're like these couples therapists and, and psychotherapists and all this. I think the thing that, and here we go making fun of people. Uh, I think the thing that irritated me the most about the couple episodes I watched, because I watched it kind of near the end, is that they were congratulating the people who like made it and decided to stay married. And then they were like, so sorry for the people who didn't make it, who decided that they weren't going to be together. And they would like pop champagne for those who decided to stay together and they were all happy. And I'm like, you should be popping champagne for the people who decided that this was a terrible idea (laughs) and that they needed to run away. That's the type of thing on these reality shows that I find so, so irritating is this like, it, it just kind of enhances these societal expectations, like getting married is what everyone is supposed to do. And that's what, that's how you're happy. And that's what we congratulate people for. Wait, is that not, is that not true? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, I was immediately triggered when you said like two words in that uh, the therapist actually uh, set them up. What? Okay. Yeah, I didn't learn yeah. how to do that in social work school. Did you? I, I I did not. But maybe if I would have gotten my PhD, I would have learned that. Maybe we learned matchmaking then. But we never got that far, Isabel. We were the underachievers. Interesting. So, okay. I want to look at both sides of this. So on one side, don't we pride ourselves on having like a deeper understanding of humans and development and connection and interactions and so yes. it, it makes sense that based on our training, we would be able to, I mean, if we could do couples and family therapy, right? So you're like bringing these people together in this system and helping them figure out how to work things out together. So that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Is there a way to apply that to bringing people together? Like, do you feel like as a therapist, you can meet two people and predict whether or not they'd be a good fit? And the answer is no. I don't feel that no. way. And I, I'm going to say you don't feel that way. I do um, not feel that this, way. <laughs> the second thing was, and this is just like a TV capitalism thing, but like mm-hmm. if there's like champagne and party party at the end for the couples who made it, then the show is invested in people making it. And if the therapist works for the show, isn't the therapist invested in the couple making it? So isn't that super manipulative that their role, like you can't really, you can't really be impartial. No, they're totally not impartial. And that's the thing. <laughs> I don't even know if they're supposed to be impartial. Then I just don't think they should call themselves therapists. Like call yeah. themselves like, you know, like love coaches or something like that. Like that's an love industry. coaches. That's an industry that exists. Like, or I don't even know if I'm being fair to love coaches. I don't know that much about it. But <laughs> call yourself something or matchmakers. Yeah. But don't call yourself therapists Therapist. because that, that's not right. That is not right. Yeah. Like you're ma- like you're a matchmaker. Great. That's fine. Of course, if you're a matchmaker, you're going to be invested in wanting people to get together. And it's on a reality show. So of course it's, you know, we're talking about like trying to make money off of like strange misery, ideas. but misery. But this is kind of an example of like what happens in the media where 
people call themselves therapists, but it's actually not therapy because I don't know. I don't know if therapy is, is that interesting. <laughs> well, hey, therapy isn't interesting. I, I, it's not, okay. First of all, I want to know. For like, TV. Does, yes. Does the NASW know about this? <laughs> You're like, don't we have a code? I want to sit down with the reality show therapist and the book the code of right. ethics and I want to read through them and interview the therapist and see how many, maybe we're not being fair. We're not being fair. Maybe we need to get on reality shows. I mean, maybe we shouldn't be so judgmental and mm. that if they paid us, what we were, you know, what they paid these people, then maybe <laughs> we would be like, yes, this is a great idea actually. <laughs> but okay. That. So to me, therapy is uh, someone identifies that they are struggling with something. They yep. seek out a professional to mm -hmm. uh, kind of like assess or evaluate like what is going on, um, to listen and to pull out like patterns and ideas and like support them or challenge them and work in collaboration with the client, set some goals and work to like alleviate the, the struggle. You're so good at this. Is that right? I, I think so. So if we hold that up next to like put two strangers together do fake therapy with them with the whole world watching and mm -hmm. like try and get them to the uh, not get divorced so they can have some champagne. Mm -hmm. Where's the, where's the therapy? Do those align? <laughs> I, I think you might be trying to look for something that's not actually there. It's, and it, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's entertainment. And I would, I would think a lot of people recognize that it's entertainment, but I wonder, right? I wonder how people perceive therapists in situations like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I do. I wonder what's something that you've seen that has made you think about how therapists are portrayed in TV and movies? Yeah, no, I'm totally going to answer your question. I just have one more thing. <laughs> yeah, say it. Here's the thing. You were talking about using therapy for entertainment and that like that also like I'm thinking about both sides of that. Everything should and could be used for entertainment because we just have to be able to laugh because sure, just everything's wild. Um, so if we can't entertain ourselves and laugh, then, you know, we're just going to cry. But uh, I don't know. It, is it OK that we use therapy for entertainment? Hmm. I think, well, now I, I have another show in mind that I, that I think kind of answers that question, but you know, I, we've also said in, in, in past shows, like therapy can be very, obviously is, is serious. And you're talking about serious issues that you often need help with. And I also think that I, I laugh in sessions with people a lot and you can use humor and I think that it can be a funny experience sometimes having insights into yourself, maybe kind of learning something about yourself, um, laughing about that sort of thing. So I think therapy can be funny um, for sure. I think it's a fine line between people knowing in the media that they're making light of it in an appropriate way and people pretending like it's serious mm -hmm. when it's not. So like the show that comes to mind is Never Have I Ever with the ther the main protagonist having a therapist and their relationship is so much fun. I really so love good. Their relationship. Yeah. And that's, that is an example to me where 
it's portrayed as being important and, you know, hopefully helpful in this, in this girl's life, but also the therapist having a really funny sense of humor and kind of being like, come on, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? She's very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Like she's totally just another person in the room. She's not trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's she, I th- I like how she gives her a lot of space. You know, it's not like that. She, she does not try and take control. Um, you know, yes. I think she also is like direct and will give opinions, which I think is also a fine line. I think she, that character does it really well, but I, yeah, I think she's, yeah, I think she's great. Yeah. There's something in the way that that it's portrayed that it's entertaining, but it also it also feels genuine yeah. in some ways. It's I mean, light. I've had conversations kind of like that. Yeah. 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 And it's light, but it's not taking away from like the heaviness of like what mm-hmm. the girl is in therapy for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like wasn't I feel like there were a few times where like something happens and the girl just like ditches session in the middle. She's just like, I gotta go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I really like the way that the therapist is. It, is it Nisi Nash? Right? Isn't that who plays the therapist? I don't remember. She uh, again, it's like she's not trying to control anything. She's not like you can't you can't leave. She's not like we have to finish. She's like, okay, you gotta go. And she gives the kids space to figure stuff out and come back. Yeah, I think it's portrayed so well in that show. That's a good call. I mean, I I think that's a good point is the control piece, which we, you know, which we talked about in previous episodes is, is the control. And I'm the, you know, that attitude of I'm the therapist. I am the expert. I know, and I'm teaching you. Mm -hmm. And that to me is often how in reality TV, and there are probably exceptions, I'm sure. But oftentimes in reality TV, I see that the most um, on shows like Dr. Phil and mm-hmm. like these call-in shows, reality call-in shows. Like, this is what you should do. This mm-hmm. is what the expert. To me, that's not therapy. That's somebody saying this is what you should do. That's advice is not therapy and in in therapy there is there can be advice exchange and there can be perspective but it's what very one-sided mm-hmm. and i mean i wouldn't go to somebody who did that who was like no this is what you should do this is how i'm interpreting a situation and this is my expert opinion and but but there's no exchange and that's right. that's what i don't that's what's hard to watch sometimes yeah, I think that you use the word expert a couple of times and I think that that's that's I think that's what it is. It's not about like this relationship and like this understanding. It's it's not about empathy. It's not about like being curious. I think curiosity is such an important mm-hmm. piece of therapy. Um it's really just like I'm an expert. Like next, come sit at my table, download some information, here's a printout. Next. Yeah. Um, yeah the you know, we were talking earlier trying to uh we were thinking about like different shows where therapy comes up and i can't believe i did this but law and order i'll say more <laughs> <laughs> me like dunk dunk <laughs> yes. yeah oh my god it's my it's favorite a, show. oh bd wong as yes. the ther- okay yeah, i yeah, saw yeah. him on the subway once i um, saw him in jurassic world 
like in the movie or are you yes. like is there a place jurassic world and you no. actually saw that okay no he was in the later jurassic park movies and he was like the dinosaur guy the dinosaur oh. therapist the dinosaur <laughs> pod i don't know don't that don't don't, don't listen to me <laughs> He's now a dinosaur that's how you know no. we're doing this live <laughs> i know he was like the mastermind of like all of it and the, anyway i was like bd wong that's the therapist from law and order spoiler alert oh sorry <laughs> it's not a spoiler everyone knows anyway okay, law and anyway. order svu um i so the reason i can't believe i didn't think of it is because it's literally my favorite show i have seen every episode 17 times literally. um original and svu i have right. a little magnet of olivia's head oh wow you are a fan to be fair someone gave it to me but also <laughs> to be fair i was very happy to get it um <laughs> yes so that's lauren order so number okay. one the 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 psychiatrist who's like this fbi agent that they bring in to consult on cases and mm -hmm. so like looking at him as the expert Mm -hmm. um, and I think they do it in a good way. I honestly also I think they do everything in a good way. But I think they do. Uh, he's he's uh, comes from like a social justice lens. I feel like a lot. He always wants to do like what's in the patient's best interest, even though he's like an agent of the police. Um, and so I think that his, and his character, I just think he, he's always been really great. And I think whenever I see in the beginning credits, it says B.D. Wong or J.K. Simmons, who's the one in. Uh, MLB Skoda. He's the psychiatrist in the original uh, Lauren Orner. You're saying so many names. You're so, so knowledgeable. I just got so excited so thinking things. about this show. I see that you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, Go ahead. I, okay. So I think the way they bring those psychiatrists in, they're an expert, but they don't come in and stomp all over everyone. And then the other thing that I thought about was this is part of why I've always loved SVU is because Mershka Hargitay's character, Olivia, mm -hmm. and Olivia, if you ever listen to this, call me. I'd love to talk to you more. Anyway, anyway. I think what's so cool about her, <laughs> people don't don't get what's great about that show. She's very social worky. Mm -hmm. She's very social worky. And not only is she social worky, but she's a woman who was there from day one, started out as a detective, and spoiler alert, rose through the ranks and ultimately by like at this point in the show she's the lieutenant mm -hmm. wait i forget the order but she's at the toppest right. um but she <laughs> went toppest. from like doing the direct work on the ground which she still does into this position of um like programmatic changes and how can i just like overall make things better yeah. um and i always just really respected that and thought that was really cool and uh, yeah, I think just the way they use therapy on therapists on that show. Um. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. I, I think that some shows definitely, in my opinion, get it right. And some shows it's just, it goes completely off track. And, you know, again, people can, people can often tell when something is so over the top that it's not real, but some people can't. And I mm -hmm. feel like, again, it, it kind of can contribute to people's stereotype stigma of, you know, of mental health. Um, you know, the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. Um, so good. I think about that, that show, that movie was also a play. And I think a lot of it actually is kind of real. And I think 
it's actually really depressing how real that is sometimes even today it's it's upsetting mm. how, how a lot of that is is still not exactly the same but has that kind of feel to it uh i don't know i was thinking about what you said a minute ago about like people like taking in like what they see in the media about therapy and like why wouldn't they right like if it's not something you've ever experienced yourself like if i watch like medical dramas i don't while well, i've worked in hospitals so it's different but like mm -hmm. i don't know whatever an example is like if i watch the apprentice which i never did i'm like oh that's what it's like that's and what's it's, what what's <laughs> like that's a weird example getting fired by donald trump <laughs> that's exactly it's very authentic <laughs> This is just contributing to the stigma of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, <laughs> can he catch a break? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing I thought about when you said that is like, there are things that we see in the media about therapy and we're like, wow, that's really wildly off base. And probably not. There's probably someone, some right? Like someone wrote that or like created that based on some idea they got from somewhere. Well, sure. I mean, to go back to One Floor with the Cuckoo's Nest. I, I mean, so clearly it's a movie. It is, or, you know, it's a portrayal of, of something. But there are aspects of it that do come from reality mm -hmm. i'm not saying the entire movie is completely realistic or the whole show but there are aspects of it and it was you know created a while ago but there are aspects of it that are still that are still true i mean things like hospitalization i mean i have walked through those hospital units the um, emergency psych psychiatric units and the stuff that you see in there it it feels very that kind of old feeling of feeling like constrained and locked up and like mm. not having that much access to things. I mean, it, it kind of has that feel to it. And so it's, yeah, I, I think, you know, you kind of wonder where did it come from? Mm. You really like the movie. What about Bob? So good. <laughs> so good. That, that was very entertaining. I mean, to me, um, the 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 doctor in it had this very kind of stereotypical therapisty type way about him. That's that's a movie about boundaries. Yes. <laughs> about lack of boundaries. Didn't didn't his character have a a head bust, a sculpture of Freud in his living room? Oh, probably. <laughs> like he did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I think that's interesting though, because it brings up boundaries in such a jerk. That's the other thing is like when they cover these things in media and like TV and movies, I think they dramatize things that are real. So like the question of boundaries, I think is a real thing, right? Like there, there's a spectrum of what I think you could get away with or like could be appropriate in terms of boundaries mm -hmm. and still be like not hunted down by the NASW. Um, <laughs> but like that movie takes it so wildly in the other direction and obviously, uh, um, Bill Murray's character is pretty ill, but like they make a joke of it. Yeah. Oh yes, he had the book Baby Steps. That was the and he's like Baby Steps to the Elevator. Baby yes. Steps to. The <laughs> he was a funny character, but so I think funny. also that's an example of it. It was it was funny, and at least to me, I mean, and I saw that you know when I was much younger. Um, to me, that wasn't like 
oh, is that what therapy really is? Or, or I don't know, to me, it was, I could put it in that category of comedy and not taking it very seriously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I said, the stuff that, the stuff that I get kind of activated by is when people are trying to be real right. and they're taking themselves too seriously. You know, yeah. like even a show like Frasier, where he has that call in method, which is a little kind of what we were talking about. Like, okay, I'm the expert and, and mm -hmm. I'm going to give you advice. That being said, like that was also the show, right? Like you don't have to call in if you don't right. want to, I mean, you can just do that. Um, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not really therapy. It's just kind of advice, but those two, you know, they were very like Freud centric and mm. all that, but it was also, I mean, to me, it was always just comedy too. It didn't seem like it was taking itself too seriously. Um, and what about Bob, right? Like, obviously you don't want to like have this person come show up at your house and like befriending <laughs> your children while you're <laughs> out fishing. Um, and like, there's a question of like, do you give your clients your number? Can they reach out to you um, yeah. outside of session? What about on the weekends? So I think it brings no. up interesting questions. <laughs> I have the answer. <laughs> I think it would be really interesting to uh, have the opportunity to ask other therapist friends of ours and people who are not therapist friends of ours, like what is like the one experience of like what you've seen on TV or in a movie uh, of therapy that stuck with you either for better or for worse. Yeah. The better for worse part of it, I like. Yeah. Because there's also good stuff. There definitely is. There's um, the movie Antoine Fisher. There's this one scene that I that often comes up for me when I'm meeting with someone who doesn't want to meet with me or they don't know what to say or there's some sort of resistance. Um, and he's, you know, the the, you know, protagonist is meeting with the therapist and and saying like, um, I'm not going to talk and him saying, okay, well, you know what? I've, I've got some paperwork to do. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to sit here and I'm going to do my paperwork and you're going to sit there. You just have to stay, but you know, that, that, that's what we're going to do. And he doesn't force anything, mm -hmm. but there was something about his, like, I'm going to do this. You can do that. And we're see kind of what comes up. And I don't exactly remember how much time elapses, but I think it's quite a lot of time possibly over multiple sessions. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just, a, it was, it was an interesting, it was an interesting take on sometimes what it's like on how you actually sometimes are forced into therapy, which is a whole nother conversation, or, you know, you're mandated somehow to talk to somebody, which always works so well, right? Mm -hmm. like, we're going to force you to talk about your feelings, <laughs> feel more <laughs> or less. Yeah. But um. I don't know that that scene always kind of stuck with me when whenever I'm talking to somebody who's either really standoffish or who doesn't really want to be there. And um, yeah. I like yeah, I've uh, I've definitely seen that in a number. I've seen that play out in a number of different like TVs and TV shows and movies. And I've tried it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I will say I tried it uh, earlier on with a student uh, who promptly put his head down and fell asleep. Um, oh yeah I've had that and slept through the rest of the session because I was like I'm committed to this so I don't feel like I, I kind of have to like call his bluff so we just wrote out the period until the bell rang and then he got up and left 
ultimately it did work because he came back the next week um didn't fall asleep it didn't talk and then ultimately a couple sessions later something shifted and uh we did end up working pretty well together for the rest of the time that he was in school but there was that first time that he took a nap in my office Mm -hmm. these are things that we try in real life No, that's true. Well, and that's why that kind of resonated with me. I'm like, that actually feels kind of real that that yeah. happens. And he, because, you know, it, it's, I guess, I, I guess people have different styles depending on what the circumstances are, but I have, I've been in, I've been in situations where I have had to be the therapist who provided the mandated therapy. Mm-hmm. Like it might've been court mandated or potentially mandated by the organization that I worked in. And that is a very, very different, a very different feel. But I think the therapy is still the same. Like I, I, I never so wanted it to be instructive. I never wanted mm-hmm. it to be like, you're going to take my advice or feedback. It was just the circumstances were different, but the the actual interactions, I always tried to make sure that it, it was the same. Yeah. It was like, we, I can't force you to talk about what you don't want to talk about. You have to sit in that chair for the next 45 minutes. That's the only thing that, it's my job to make sure that you do (laughs) again it's a larger system that i was a part of right Right. but whatever you choose to do when you sit in that chair is is up to you because i can't it's not for me to decide what you need to talk about right or if you need to talk or if you need to talk at all yeah but you just gotta sit in the chair gotta love that system you don't have to talk to me but you can't leave um yeah lock the door don't don't (laughs) Don't lock the door don't 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 ever lock the door but i do i think that that's leave the door wide open all the way i do think that that's an that's a misrepresentation i will say consistently throughout all the tv shows and movies i've seen where there's the i don't want to be here but i have to be here moment in therapy that always without fail ends up in like a tight relationship where they Mm -hmm. bond and the person gets help um and that's not true. <laughs> even right, like even the idea that like ultimately, like all these movies where it's like the it, therapy starts off with some kind of like conflict or issue, and it always it's always like don't don't like in the end of Full House, where like the music Wait, plays. Can you sing that again? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the don't exact don't. notes, but it's like the music plays at the end. The moral of the story comes out, and everything wraps up really beautifully. Um, yeah. And in real life, it's like sometimes you start working with someone in therapy and it's not a good fit and or like it is a good fit, but it's not the right time. Or you say something that rubs them the wrong way or they came in in a different kind of mood and they never come back. Yeah. That's a misrepresentation in the media. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always a happy ending. It's not always happy. You can't help everyone. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody who walks out of my door is incredible. Graduates. Yeah. Graduates. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of We Could All Use Some Therapy. We hope that you found some of the content relevant and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have any thoughts or ideas you want to share with us, feel free to email us at wecouldallusometherapy at gmail.com. The longest email address in existence. We would love to hear from you and uh, use your questions and thoughts for future episodes. Hope to see you again soon. Bye.